Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told, you have breast cancer, stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we've been given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Welcome everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Now today I thought I would share some more information. I know that we always talk about breast cancer and how to heal ourselves, whether it's physically, emotionally, psychologically, um, you know, we need to heal ourselves in all aspects of going through this journey. But one of the really important things, and I actually even spoke about it myself when I went through my breast cancer journey myself, is about nutrition. And it's really, really important to get that right. So today, let me get started by saying, if you squeeze a world of passion, a goal-driven problem solver, and an adventurous triathlete into five feet of fun, you're gonna get Faith Lewis Cooper. Now, Faith is a nutritionist, an international speaker, and a coach. Faith Lewis Cooper is a certified nutritionist of health coach at Beyond Empowerment Services, equipping, educating, and empowering families with chronic conditions to live a life of full, to, to, to the full, you know, to the full capacity. Working with families that live that sorry working with families that lives have changed in one moment has instilled the value of compassion in someone's life her passion stems from seeing her the impact of her sister's diagnosis with cancer at a young age of eight years old and what it did with the whole family she has received her certifications through the american fitness professional and association and having said all of this i want to introduce you now to faith louise cooper Welcome, Faith. Thanks and wel welcome. And I have to say happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving here in the United States today. Wow. So happy Thanksgiving to you too. I, I really love to do, I would love to do a Thanksgiving in, in America one time. Um, it's not just about gathering people around the table. It is giving thanks and it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful uh, thing that you guys do. I really, I think, I think your Thanksgiving and correct me if I'm wrong, is probably bigger than your Christmas. So, and I find that to be empowering for the families to come together. So yeah, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the US who's listening or who's watching this. Um, now, so, Louis, so Faith, let's get started with what we just said. So basically, um, you know, talk us through it. You're the young age of eight, or I'm not sure if it was yourself or your sister. You see your sister get diagnosed with cancer. So take us through that journey and let us know what, how that happened, that it brought you to where you are today. So yeah, my sister was eight and I was 10 years old when my sister was diagnosed with cancer. It's it's the day that I remember very vividly. She, oh, it was the day I was in fourth grade and we had our, our play at the end of the year and my parents came and I remember her saying, well, I've got to take your sister up to Kalamazoo. And that was the day she got diagnosed. I had to go to a friend's house. We even as a family say that divides our family. My dad says that as well. There's like life before my sister's diagnosis and life afterwards because we came into what was good. Things changed. All of a sudden my definition of what a mom is, my mom always was home and now she spent so much time traveling up. It would have she had to go an hour for 
treatment. She had what's called acute lymphomic leukemia, so it was a blood cancer. And so that was my start of the journey and seeing that it affected everyone, including myself and my youngest sister, who at the time was only five years old. So that was the start, really just changing, going through all those motions as a 10 year old, you don't understand exactly what's going on, how to define those emotions. Mm. Right, so it's uh, so, okay, so you're going through that, but how did, what happened with, besides your sister going through the cancer, but what happened where you thought, you know, where it took you on the path to become a nutritionist, to look at life as it is? It was it something that she had to start eating? Was she, there were things that well, she had to stop eating? So it was a, probably, it was a combination of all that. But then actually two years later, I was diagnosed with juvenile arthritis and having that fact of being alone and not knowing anyone else who has gone through it. I know probably you guys all appreciate having this podcast where you've got connections with others with breast cancer. So I was going through that journey. I lost, I got into the IT industry actually, lost my job and started exploring and realizing I have this passion for education and for the family, especially those in the second area, like especially the siblings. So I knew I wanted to focus on the families. And I knew if I was focusing on health, not just the well-being that in the chronic condition, there's like so many people offer suggestions. I want, I knew I needed that backing of if I was going to make health and nutrition suggestions, I needed to have that certification be behind me so that I was felt fully qualified and I wasn't just somebody saying, oh, you should do this. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I get that because there's a lot of people who they try and help, you know, uh, in my journey as well. You know, um, I got told to, uh, at the, which is the craziest one, whether it works or not, each to their own, um, was to bake red beans in an oven and then squeeze out the juice of it and drink that and that will help me with my cancer. So it's like, oh, okay. Okay, you know, or this is what I mean. You hear a lot of, oh no, no, you got to stop eating this, and you got to start eating more of this, and you got to have more of this and less of this, and it can be overwhelming, you know. So, yeah. So talk us through that. So what what would be something that you would you like? You're saying now that okay. So what what is it that you had to? You just said the nutrition for chronic, but why is it important? For people to look after their health what they put in their mouth pretty much how is that helping um what they're going through physically so if you don't the, then what you put into your body one it it gives you the fuel and energy for your body to fight and combat the breast cancer but it also um what you put into your body actually even determines like it's part of your environment and actually determines what genes are expressed so even then if you have the gene for breast cancer it doesn't mean that you're going to actually get breast cancer you can actually kind of control some of those um conditions and that and i did find also wanting to know the nutrition for myself because Right, there's so many this and that. So there are certain things that do help, but in general too, you need to have proper energy and fuel and give your body the certain vitamins and nutrition, like there's certain things your body needs to function in each of its different roles. And if you're not giving it to it, then it's gonna start not working because it's mm. what it needs. Well, see, having said that, how does someone, I mean, it doesn't matter, it just, not that it doesn't matter, it's not just anyone who's going through breast cancer, anyone who's going through anything, uh, chronic illness. So how would you know? Like, is this something that you would go and get a blood test and find out what you're lacking first? Or is it just a matter of just changing up your diet? What would, what would you say would be the first thing you should do? So you know, like you said, there's, 
there could be certain nutrition that your body's lacking. What's the best way to do it? Is it going to see a doctor? Is it just starting to eat a certain food or starting to eat a, so, a different way? I think in general, so they studied the people that lived the longest. Mm. Um, and there are certain things that all those groups had in common. So you could just start in that particular area of just making sure half of your plate is fruits and vegetables, like your carbohydrates from there. You've got your carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are not bad. There are mm. good carbohydrates that fuel your body. And then there's simple carbohydrates that just skyrocket your sugar because mm. they're, they're empty versus full with other nutrition. And actually your meat should be, you should have protein, but Animal meat, it should be considered a side, not the main portion of the thing would be a general thing. There are certain tests that if you've got symptoms that your doctor will give tests for. I know that my body has trouble absorbing iron, so I make sure I have high iron-rich foods and then vitamin C with it because and some fat because those help your body absorb vitamin C. So there's certain things that you, you can know, like your body, your iron, B12, potassium, there's different things that your doctor would test for. And then you could, but just in general, if you just start eating a healthy diet, a lot of those things will start naturally be putting into supplements to your body. Mm. Mm. So what you're saying is basically, you know, yeah, if you're not sure 100%, okay, well, maybe put down the fries and the burgers and the pizza and maybe pick up a fruit here and there and an apple or a pear and, a, a you know, some vegetables and some greens, things like that. Maybe swap your, you know, your donut or, you know, muffin in the morning for a nice green, you know, smoothie. And a lot of people think, eh, smoothies are disgusting. No, I just had mine and, you know, I have it with uh, avocado, spinach, bit of protein, almond milk and, and a little bit of peanut butter. So it gives it a bit of a flavour. So it's not all yuck and guck and now you want me to drink this green thing that I've just juiced every damn green thing under the sun, you know. Um, but this, I, I get what you're saying because it is true because, well, you know, if we go back in time, we didn't have these fast foods, did we? We didn't have these medications. So like you said, the longest living people, how did they do it? Um, so they would have eaten what was on the land, but also I believe they would have eaten what was seasonal. Does that make sense? You know, if it's yeah. if it's winter, it's whatever the winter food was. It was summer, was whatever the summer food was. Whereas we're living in a society where they're pumping summer food in winter and winter food in summer, and it's just all over the shop. Um, and and I believe that you know, like you said, you know, because people sort of automatically think that oh no no, I'm going to get rid of carbohydrates and everything. But like you said, is there's the natural fats. And then there's the, uh, you know, the unnatural fats that you should think about. Um, but, you know, the thing is, so why did, you know, I, I just want to get more involved in, you know, well, how did that change your life? Like, obviously, this has happened to your sister. It's happened to yourself. Um, so what did you try and do? Did you try and sort of, not convince, but did your family see how the changes were helping you and they jumped on board? Like, what happened there? So I actually just did the nutrition study very recently. And I'm not mm. saying my family, it's 100% because my sister now has like chronic conditions that most of them, the nutrition isn't, it's not going to help her because she's 100% on TPN. But I have, I think I've always, our family's always tried to eat healthier or more fruits and veggies. So that was something that we just enjoyed naturally I think the one there's a couple big changes I've made and I, my parents have been trying as we've all started to have my own actually individual diets because my dad is um, diabetic and so he eats a little differently because if you're diabetic versus an athlete versus someone with Crohn's or other mm. digestive issues 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think we've had to make adjustments at the table. Um, we'll have two sets of cranberry dishes at a holiday because my dad does more of the artificial sugars. It's better with his diabetes. And my sister, because of her Crohn's and MS, cannot have artificial sugars. So we end up with like two dishes at the table. <laughs> so there is a little bit of depending on what part of the body is affected what to eat. But I have personally, and I think parents might, because I go, my symptoms have better when I eat a cert certain way, when I eat less animal products mm -hmm. and eat more of the fruit and veggies and then get my protein from your nuts. And there's your combination of your nuts and grains together. Usually do your protein. There's a couple that have complete pro proteins that you can have as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, that, that's so it's so true because everyone's different. So you cannot have one, you cannot have one sort of um, mold for everyone. No one fits the same mold, like you just said. You know, unfortunately, like I also have a sister with Crohn's. You know, um, I went through breast cancer, so. There's, you know, there's all these different things. My father went through a different, it's similar to Crohn's, but it's not. And now he's got um, amyloidosis and he can't have salts. So I get what you're saying, but what you got to do is just adapt, you know, um, uh, adapt to what is best for you. And of course, you know, this is what we're saying is go out there, look at what you've got, look at what you're eating and just slowly make the changes. Because, you know, I've heard of, and I'm not sure if you have faith as well, where you hear of a lot of people who go, oh, okay, I need to do the juicing cleansing diet. Now, I've got nothing against the juice cleanse diet. I have nothing. You want to do it, knock yourself out. But then they're on it for six months and they're going, oh, my goodness, I feel like this. I'm getting ulcers. I'm getting this. I'm getting that. I'm get And I'm like, well, do you think you've gone a little bit too far with it? And the body's probably going, hey, you, you used to give me, all right, you used to give me some bad stuff, but you used to give me some good stuff and you're not giving me that anymore. So then the body starts to change and, and it gets, goes all over the place. So, um, yeah, I just find it that I think every, I, what I'm trying to say is I think everything should be in moderation. Do you agree with that? You know, everything should be in moderation. Y yeah, in moderation, and it's interesting actually with that juice crunch study, is that when you do that juice crunch, your juices don't have the fibers, and having the fiber is what helps clean your system out. So it's actually not the best cleanse of the body. <laughs> yeah. Enough, and so that when you have fibers and the sugars together, it helps you process it so you don't have the skyrocket um, in your blood blood sugar. But yet there, mm. there's, you shouldn't necessarily diet and food, um, calorie restrictions or restricting yourself. That's not going to last long term. You need to think more of a lifestyle. And the easiest way I talk with clients is there's a traffic light. Green you have is your unprocessed plant-based items, unprocessed plants. Yellow is your processed um, processed proteins and your animal products. And then yellow is completely, really processed your animal products and processed meats. And you can have like the reds to help you eat the green. So if you basically, you just say, if you have a choice between a green light and a yellow light, you should choose the green. And it's all about making healthy choices than eating in a strict strict diet mm, mm. like you said i the word diet alone you know doesn't work um i think you know what i mean like when people go oh i'm on this diet i i never say that i always say i'm just eating cleaner you know i'm doing a, a, a new you know like i we go in and out of keto, not in a bad way, you know, because um, we're not long, we're not in it forever, which is, you know, and we do, we do introduce after six weeks, we do introduce carbs back into our, our foods. 
um, you know, a lot more carbs, that is, you know. So we're not, you know, but we're doing it in a healthy way. But I never say to people, oh, I'm doing the keto diet. I just go, I'm just eating cleaner these days. I'm just trying to eat healthier these days. Like you said, it's a lifestyle change. It's If you want to be in it for a long run, you've got to make some changes. You know, we're not, again, we're not telling you, I'm sure, like you said, you've got Thanksgiving and I'm sure if I was a... <clears throat> A little fly on the wall of Thanksgiving, I'd be like, oh, look at all this amazing food, you know, and I'm sure there's some foods in there that will probably make you want to sleep for about a week, um, you know, because of it'll jack up the sugar levels and things like that. But you get what I'm saying? But you've got to allow yourself to enjoy these moments as well, you know, because like you said, these things, if you if you keep telling yourself, oh, I'm going to diet this, I'm going to diet this, I'm going to diet this, it doesn't last. It doesn't because your mind is saying this is short term. Whereas when you say it's a lifestyle change, it's changing the mind to understand this isn't going to happen for six months, Grace. This isn't happening for 12 months. This isn't happening for two years. This is going to happen all the time. And like you said before, a lot of people forget that there's certain reasons why foods need to be eaten how they are and not squeeze the crap out of them like we said about the juicing because I agree with you because no put it in a juicer and squeeze everything out and then you just got this beautiful juice no you want to have a juice you really want to go and eat your you know three pears and two apples and your spinach and everything put it in a blender like a thick soup you know what I mean? But that's disgusting for people. People are like, oh, but it's disgusting. It's got pulp. It's got this. It's got that. Well, it's meant to because that's what you were saying before. You need that fibre. So how did you get involved in because you've got this, uh, you know, your Facebook page. I've written, you know, I've got it there. I'm going to put all your um, your links in the podcast. Um, but how did you come up with Beyond Empowerment Services? What does that provide people out there? It, so I wanted, the idea is I want to empower people to make the choices and be equipped with everything they need to feel empowered to live an enriching life and what they have. But I don't, I want to say, be, I'm saying beyond because there is no limit. I don't want them to think that I'm limiting them. Like it's like, yeah, like I empower you and you just go way beyond what we can imagine so that's where i came up with the beyond empowerment services i actually have a lot of because it's it equip equip educate and then empower and that empowerment just really resonated with me and then the, the live enriching lives mm, mm, like you said so what so what do you basically what does what does your um what does your website offer to people so you you're obviously seeing people from all different types of backgrounds as in um what they're going through uh like you wrote before you got chronic illnesses now chronic illness is an umbrella there's so many under yeah. that um there's such a variety of things so just touch on what are the different types of you know who, who are the different types of people coming in like what do they have to come and see what i want to do is i just want to give the audience a broader understanding that you don't just look at one type of person that even though it's the umbrella, you know, it, what is it that you look after? Or who is it that you look after? What type so, of people? That so chronic, it's people that are dealing with a condition long, long term. It's not just a little bit. And I, I didn't want to pinpoint the condition because a lot of the, a lot of the clients I work with might get a change in diagnosis and then I don't want them to feel like, well, they don't belong or they'll mm. get a misdiagnosis or it will take 24 years to get a diagnosis. So you may not even have a diagnosis yet. I really deal and focus with chronic pain, dealing with pain and fatigue and mm. combating pain and fatigue. Um, so those are my main conditions symptoms that I'm dealing with trying to manage because when you don't when you have pain and fatigue it really hinders you from leaving a life when you're constantly sleeping and out of spoons or the pain just you can't do something because it's you 
feel like you can't move because of the pain. So those are the a lot of particular people I work with um, focusing on families. So somewhere where the child or maybe the mother has and they have you know children so that you can incorporate because the family is the support system, but you can also grow further apart if you're not actually communicating with each other at the time. So relationships are very important. I really look well-being. I have information I speak about issues that are important to the chronic conditions and advocating and raising awareness. I have a six, 16 week program that helps you discover um, who, what's important to you and then equipping you with the tools you need to things, educate you with the, the information that you need to make the best decision and then empowering you to make the decision that's best for you to live an enriching mm. life. Yeah. So that's and I have, that's I've, yeah, I have a quiz out there too, if anyone wants to know what's one change they can make so that they can have more energy. Yeah, I saw that and I'll be putting on that link as well. Um, but just going back to the fatigue and the pain, it's quite interesting you say that is because, you know, um, uh, a lot of people, you know, like if when I, okay, a great example of that is sometimes when I'm feeling tired, I'll say, God, I said to my husband, geez, I'm feeling tired. And he's like, you're not drinking enough and we're not eating right. Now, most times you go, no, it's not. It's because I've been studying for 15 hours and it's because I've been running around and it's because I've been doing this. And it's because of it. But really it has an impact on your body when you aren't eating right and you're, you know what I mean, or you're not drinking enough water and things like that. But it's quite interesting because every time I say to my husband, geez, I feel, I just feel fatigued. I feel tired. The first thing he says is because we're not eating right, Grace. You know, and as much as I want to deny it, of course, it's true. You know, um, so it's like, oh, okay, yes. He, not not in a bad way, but it's like, oh, okay, here comes the lecture again. And, and my husband's not a nutritionist by any means, but he understands that when he's feeling a certain tired, it's because he has not eaten right. Um, but a lot of people think, no, 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 my fatigue, my pain has nothing to do with what I eat. So how do you, con not convince them, but how do you show them that, well, yeah, it does have an impact on you? Do you understand what I mean? Because I could go up to a dozen people who are saying they're fatigued and they're in a lot of pain all the time. And if I say to them, well, maybe you're not eating right or maybe you're not getting the nutrition, they'll probably give me a backhander in, into next week. So you know what I mean? But how do you how do you show these people that there is that possibility? It's because you're not eating right or you're not getting your nutrition. Well, well, I, I particularly know what malnutrition looks like or heart hydration, but it takes it takes time to say, hey, one, they have to get, sometimes they just have to get to the point where they're desperate enough to try anything. like down the bottom but it's sometimes just challenging someone to make that one small change and then see the results afterwards just to say i challenge you to try this for a couple of weeks and see how things change afterwards mm. um, looking i do though also when i do an intake for the pro, pro an orientation I do do a food food diary for three days. Part of that is also I get to kind of see what the whole lifestyle is because it sometimes isn't the food. Sometimes with those with chronic conditions, they might really be overcommitting themselves and not giving themselves permission to say no. It's just seeing that whole picture. Is it the timing they're eating and then having those resources to show what a balanced diet looks like and sharing with the benefits of what it is and backing it up with resources of different um, studies that have been done to mm -hmm. say, hey, it could be what 
you're eating or let's just at least change that so that we can eliminate that as an option. Yeah, but also uh, I was going to ask as well, with just not just the eating, I mean, if we're talking to people that are being diagnosed with something, whether it's a chronic illness, whether it's cancer, whether it's diabetes, whether it's anything, what comes with that is a lot of medication. So, and I, I find that sometimes the medication can deplete a part of your your inner body that it's helping one thing but it could be depleting something else so and is would you find that that's when people should say well if you're taking this supplement or this medicine not supplement i should say but if you're taking this medicine to help you with this why don't you counter that with this supplement to help you uh you know like for example someone who is going through cancer has a very 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 low immune system so i always say to people if you're doing the treatments if you're doing the you know the chemo the radiation whatever okay that's what you decided to do but make sure that in your foods you have a lot of vitamins and minerals to help your body replenish quicker so do you also discuss that with people as well like where they're you feel that their medication could be depleting them um as well so is there something you can suggest yeah actually there are um because our systems like right i'll take if you um non-steroid anti-inflammatories for example when they they affect the uh, particular system well part of that system helps reduce inflammation and sometimes manages and prevents um controls the information in your stomach that you're now hindering. So now you end up with stomach issues as an example, because mm -hmm. what could be helping in one section of the body, like that, that system is working in other parts of your body. So that mm -hmm. is true. Um, those on SSRIs, because that anything that's going to work with your serotonin, will that your serotonin levels affect your calcium levels and as one of the things i was thinking those with breast cancer or any cancer your immune system is down and so there are certain things that you can eat to help your immune system to, system and different things and i learned like with particular of the major conditions there's been research out there and we studied that Unfortunately, some of these rare conditions, there hasn't been as much. So you have to look at symptom by symptom or particular mm -hmm. medicines that they are taking and then learning what area it affects. So, yeah, mm -hmm. you do have to that what medicines you can do. And there's also sometimes where people have been shown like with diabetes to change the, or heart conditions to cha change their diet and actually reduce the amount of medications they have because medications have way more negative side effects than nutrition. Not saying that um, medicine is bad. And I mean, I, I, I take, I think they're good and they have their place and that we mm. should be working with all, have all possible options and maybe medicine's the best choice for someone, but there could be other options that would be good as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm when, you know, I say that all the time. If you, you know, you're listening in on my podcast. I always say it. You know, um, you know. I, I mean, I took the I took a holistic path myself, and I always say disclaimer, guys. I took a holistic path to heal myself, but I had Western medicine beside me. I had my doctor beside me the whole time. Um, in the sense, if it if the if my diagnosis changed or something changed. I would have looked at it, you know what I mean? I would have said, right, let's do this or let's do that. So I always say that, but exactly, it's, I, I think what they've got to do in whatever condition, because it's true, you hear a lot of people who are overweight, who have obesity, not necessarily everyone, but I'm, you know, I might generalize here. Um, and then they lose a ton of weight and they used to be diabetic and they used to have all these other problems. And as soon as they lost weight and started eating better, their medication started reducing. Um, I know from the fact, like I'm on high blood pressure tablets, but I'm actually on the, like a border, not borderline high. I'm just on the border of, well, it starts right here, high blood pressure and I'm right there. And we've been managing to bring it 
lower than higher because of the simple fact that, you know, I don't want to be on high blood pressure for the rest of my life, but I know the moment I start eating differently, I could reduce that. Now, I get it. There are fit people, they're athletics, they're doing everything and they still suffer high blood pressure. So I'm not saying, guys, you know, eat right and you'll get rid of your high blood pressure. That's that's not what I'm saying. Um, but and sometimes you need help. the medicine. Sometimes you need to have a medicine to help you get to the point where you have the ability to do make healthy choices. Because if you're too fatigued, you can't be exercising or cooking and eating as healthy. So you need to balance out that. Sometimes you need that aid to get you started absolutely that and i agree that's what i mean like every morning like my husband actually says if you did if you did your eating lifestyle as religious as you do your medications your high blood pressure tablet every morning he said you'd be a, you'd be amazing you know because it's it's to the t i take him i my doctor recommended i have one coffee a day I have one coffee a day. This is almost four years in the making, probably more now. You know what I mean? And my husband's like, wow, Grace, can you not, you know, do something else? Like, and I'm like, just don't push it just yet. But it, you know what I mean? But it's it's just making, like you said earlier, it's making those small changes. You know, it's not going, okay, let me take out everything out of the pantry and just put in fiber and vitamins and supplements and da, da 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 because your body a, a will go into shock and go what are you doing but also you've got to live a life you don't want to get to thanksgiving and go oh no thanks i'll 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 just have a glass of water no you want to get to thanksgiving and give thanks and sit around and have a beautiful meal with the family and not have to worry about it be mindful, but not have to worry about it. So I quite like that. I wrote a couple of things down as well, because like if I asked you, because um, you, which I like that, and I, I might probably use that in my everyday life now, is the stops, and I, I hope I, I can, um, is the stoplights. Uh, I think that's a really good metaphor because it's such an easy metaphor to remember. You know, is, is what you're going to eat a green light, a, a yellow light or a red light? And I find that like, wow, that's really good. So if you're sitting in front of your meal and it's red light, red light, red light, you're like, okay, maybe you should think of changing something up there. You know what I'm saying? So I really like that. Um, and I hope you don't mind I use that in my everyday life so then I can also better myself as well because sometimes i feel like i'm having sometimes i you know the mind and i mean i'm talking personally here um sometimes my mind thinks no grace you're having all greens no you're not you're not that sainty sorry you're not um so it, it'll be interesting to help me in my everyday life how to go green yellow red but if i asked you what is your number one green light what would you say what would be your number one green light number one green probably the green light foods i try to eat make sure i've got some coniferous vegetables like kale or brussels sprouts and my berries are probably like the things i have almost always buy a thing of fresh berries some mm. sometimes i have a bag of frozen veggie berries because oh, i can't have Seasonal. berries every day because yeah. <laughs> but that, those are my things i try to make sure actually i eat i have my beans um and for your your audience um soy is something important because that is shown to actually help reduce breast cancer so that would soy be was it soy Yes. Yep. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So that would be my number one green light fruit, actually, for your audience. Mm -hmm. And what about yellow light? Uh, yellow light, I tend to probably my, I have my almond milk that I, me too. <laughs> I do. That's what I put in my oatmeal. It's the yellow light helps me eat the green light food. Oatmeal, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a yellow light because it is 
process. Well, mm. but it's not process. The process is, did you add anything that's bad to it or take anything good out of it? So, I mean, mm. if you cut something up, it's technically processed, but it would still be considered unprocessed for. Yeah. So that the almond milk is my general yellow light food I have on a regular basis. So, so just to ask that, because I have a lot of almond milk. I have almond milk in my smoothie. I have almond milk in my latte. Um, well, when I say I have a lot of milk, that's that's basically where I have it. Um, so you're saying that almond milk is a, a yellow light? Yeah, because it's processed, uh -huh. right? You, you're okay. not having the whole almond. Now, almonds right. are great for helping with your immune system. So they're great. One of those things that can help, like just a half it's like a quarter cup of almonds can help with. Mm. So that's interesting. See, I find that interesting because, again, I didn't know that, see? Not that I didn't know it was processed, but I didn't realise that, well, yeah, almond milk, because everyone's like, no, jump on the almond milk, uh, you know, uh, bandwagon. Now, you hear a lot about cow milk right let's not go there because we could be here for all days so you hear a lot about cow's milk and how it's no good for you blah 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 but in certain in certain um foods you use it you know in moderation you use it you need to use it but i, I then we started oh i think cow's milk isn't good so let's do almond milk you know what i mean but maybe too much almond milk isn't good either um again well, yeah then, well, almond milk is a processed plant food and milk is a processed animal product yeah see that's what i mean it's i i find that interesting because i would never have understood that so i really appreciate that um now what would you put as a red food what would you say is a red light the red light food that i eat it's probably i will put things like hot sauce or m mustard or that on my food i do avoid ketchup just because i don't like the smell of ketchup <laughs> but i have my hot sauce foods that i put on my foods for flavoring i do tend to work on making sure i have my um use herbs instead because those are actually really high in antioxidants and so i try to only add way more flavor but sometimes you just need something with moisture so i say that that would be my red light food that i use wow yeah that's really interesting and, and so so basically someone who jumps on and does your was it six weeks or 16 weeks course it's 16 weeks because it takes 12 weeks for you to really see results and so i figured we're not going to get things set right at the first at the beginning of the time with changes and we're mm. working on not just nutrition it's the whole well-being so all seven aspects of well-being well, and the thing is, uh, it says that to change a habit, it used to be 30 days or 33 days, but I believe now to change a habit, it's 66 days. So I can understand the 16 weeks makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that right. Yeah, I'm doing my maths right. For a minute there, I got scared. No. Um, so you know what I mean? But uh, that's what I mean. It, it takes time to see the changes, to make the changes, because it's not just a matter of changing and I'm sure you agree with me. It's not a matter of changing what you're putting in your mouth. It's the way you think about the food. It's the way you look at it and not just go, ooh, I have to eat this sprout. It's a matter of saying this is good for me. So it's also changing the mind because the mind will have that chatter going, oh, you, do you really want to eat that green light today? Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Just go and get some. You know what I'm trying to say? So you really need to work your body. I know it sounds like a cliche when we say you've got to work the mind, body, and spirit or soul, but it's true because the mind will go that way and the stomach will go this way. And you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, we're not working together here, guys. So, um, and then the body goes, oh, I give up. And that's when you get sick as well. So, um, I really encourage people to, um, no matter what they're going through, you know, obviously I always say with, um, 
with this podcast, it's, it's not necessarily just for those that are going through breast cancer, but if you are going through something at the moment, you're because I believe also to come and see you because there's also things like IBS, you know, um, that people get diagnosed with. Now, believe, for my personal sake, I believe IBS was due to a lot of stress in my life. So stress, anxiety, depression, all of these things, if you're eating properly, we're not saying, we're not here saying we're going to cure you of everything. But like we said before, it's going to help a lot. If you're eating, if you're putting the right nutrition in the body, um, it really helps a lot. So I really encourage people listening or watching this to really do this 16 um, week course. Uh, I think it'll be awesome. I might even myself look into it and, and have a squeeze and maybe join up as well because it seems amazing and I'd love to always do that. Um, now, is there anything else that you want to discuss? Like I, I know you're on link, uh, LinkedIn. I know you're on Facebook. I know you're on uh, – you've got your website and things like that. But um, was there anything else you want to share with us today, anything about your journey or what you're, what you're offering out there? Well, I want to say that when I do my 16-week program, it's a group program because it's not only me, but you also get the benefit. You need support. I'm very much into communication and celebration. And I am offering a special exclusive for your audience, a special call. You guys can get one free call to just um, chat to see what is the best next step for your audience to be able able to live in an enriching life so i have that option and if you just want to get tips you can go to my website and sign up for my newsletter as newsletter as well yeah no i think that's i think like we're saying because i always encourage um like i said before i didn't have to for my condition I didn't have to do uh, chemo or radiation, but I've spoken to, and I know many women personally who have um, gone through that and it really depletes them. And it's, I think it's really, really important to find the right nutrition. Like I said, everyone will tell you what to do. You know, oh no, a friend of a friend of a cousin of a friend of an uncle of an auntie, you know, did this. And you're sort of like, well, we're not from the same mold. I need to find what's really important for me to help me. And I find that nutrition is really, really important for your, while you're going through your journey, um, regardless whether it's breast cancer, cancer, or any chronic illness, and also for the journey beyond, like you've written. I'm quoting you now because it's be, it is beyond. It's not just let's heal it and let's jump off this ship later on because you're going to find yourself back, um, you know, hopefully not, but you might find yourself back trying to find, oops, where did I go wrong and trying to heal yourself again. Whereas if you go beyond, if you stay on this journey, like I said, do I eat like I used to four years ago before I was diagnosed? Hell no. I eat nothing like that anymore. You know what I mean? Nothing. Um, I still love my foods, but I don't eat it anywhere as near as how I used to, you know, things like that. Um, now, I really, really enjoyed having you on my podcast today. I really do. Um, and I can't wait. Thank you again for sharing that free call. I'm going to make sure I pop that onto um, the links as well, so people, or, you know, in the podcast as well as on YouTube. So people reach out, have a chat with Faith, reach out to her. I'm sure you can contact her on her website, on her Facebook, anywhere, and I'm sure she'll be more than happy to uh, guide you in the right path and see what's best for you, for your um, for your journey. Um, but it's not just a journey. If you're, I think it's an. When we talk about nutrition, it's a life journey. You know, it's a life journey. It's not just for those that are sick, but it's a life journey. Don't get better before you get worse. I think you know um, things like that. So I'll leave you to say whatever you like to say at the end and then we'll um yeah we'll finish this up so if there's anything else you'd like to say faith go ahead i want to thank you for having me on the show and i'm see 
to have Thanksgiving. Even if you don't have Thanksgiving and holiday, you should spend some time in gratitude because it does actually help you with your health. It will lower your blood pressure, your inflammation, and promote happiness and joy and self-care in your life. So Thanksgiving is an important whether you celebrate the official holiday or just do it every single day. So happy yeah. Thanksgiving to everyone. Thank you so much, Faith. Happy happy Thanksgiving to you too. Like I said, I find in the beginning of this, I find that your Thanksgiving is probably the most profound day of the year because it reminds us to be grateful and appreciate our friends, our family and what we have in our lives. Um, and we tend to forget that. We tend to make other things more important. Um, and I wish we did celebrate it here. And, I, you know, we do have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, uh, little things that we celebrate like yourselves here and there especially Halloween we don't do them as great as in America I've been to America in Halloween and it's just amazing but I think the other thing that I think we should should catch on here should be Thanksgiving for sure because I think it's really really important but like you said doesn't mean that you have to have one special day you can make it 365 days a year and give thanks always so having said all of that thanks everyone thanks for tuning in um, like always i wish you so much love and light and i'll see you next time thanks everyone thank you so much for joining me i know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today and i'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead and i hope i've been able to serve you in any way you know i hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey and if this episode helped you today please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this. As I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer, nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared. And I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way. And it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode. So if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.